0: Welcome back, everyone, to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info. And, Scott, I was telling chat before the show that I had all these you know, cute, amusing puns and a few random non sequiturs to be entertaining when we started. But ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> right <I must> say. <laughs> it was very much i was thinking about how i'm going to map out the show and what we're going to talk about and then yeah there were some extra spoilers so if you're listening to this after the fact or even now uh clearly we're going to be splitting this one up so uh we'll chop it somewhere in the middle and then stay tuned for the follow-up but we're actually going to dive into some non-spoiler related things because scott uh some of our our friends out there reached out about a really cool event that they're going to be putting on towards the end of March. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about gaming versus cancer?
1: Yeah, I actually reached out to them because I thought it was so such a good idea that I would uh, support. The I event. stand corrected. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so the foot, the guys are uh, James Onum and the guy over at Foot Foot Bang Bang. Uh, the website he is running a tournament i believe it's at a it's a convention right at, at a- yes
0: I, might, I guess i might as well read out the yeah. uh, the yeah. official tagline let's start there so gaming versus cancer is a gaming convention held at the university of southampton highfield campus on the weekend of march 21st and 22nd the convention started in 2013 as clicks for cancer and since then it has raised 28,000 pounds, about 36,000 U.S. dollars for Cancer Research UK. Uh, This is the first year that they're going to – or excuse me. This year, they're going to – there will first be a spring event, and it's the first Transformers tournament at the convention happening on the Saturday. There's – Spots for 32 people. Starts at 9.30 a.m. It's going to be five rounds, cut to top four, and there's some awesome prizes on the line as well as if you're looking at this on the screen, there are some raffles for the Blaster for the Soundwave 35th Anniversary Edition, which I believe didn't really make it over to that side of the ocean that much.
1: Uh, they could order it, like, through Hasbro Pulse, but I think it's just it was just more expensive to, like, ship the right. there or whatever.
0: So it's definitely something that it may be more unique on that side, as well as there's a bunch of autographed Transformers TCG cards from a number of the notable artists. And I know the guys have flip-flip-bang-bang bang, and put, been putting in a lot of effort to track down all of the artists, given that we don't have the artist's credit on the cards themselves.
1: Yeah, because uh, as truth told us before, the art is done by, like, the... the the company after what it's called that like does all the art so like they're just like a a unit they don't really take individual credit a lot like they used like it used to be on cards and especially it's part of the deal with uh, the transformers license as well as part of that deal so
0: yeah so it's awesome that they were able to put this together you'll see the the rotation on screen but there's there's a variety of cards from different sets there's a bunch of uh, Promotion. well, I don't want to call them promotional, but rarer toys as well as up for grabs. And then uh, there's also Lunar B promo cards up for grabs as part of, you know, if you actually take down the event or finish second.
1: Yeah, James traveled to, um, I think it was Singapore a few months, like a month ago or something like that. And that that's actually where a lot of the art comes from from in, in Asia. So, like, he was able to get a lot of the autographs there. I think he was there for other reasons, but mm. um, did this as well. And then he uh, he was able to snag some of the lunar bees as well. So that was cool.
0: Yeah, this is a, we've mentioned it before. We've run our own charity events locally, but it's something that we want to, you know, it's worth giving a shout out to to this sort of effort because it's for a great cause. It's obviously on theme. Uh, there's a lot of great reasons to participate in this if you have the opportunity.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's cool to see, of course, like international events as well because not everyone can always get out to the local ones, so it's, it's really cool.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to definitely the, the coverage of it that I'm sure will come. I hope that there's some opportunity that either they'll be able to live stream it or at least somebody can give us the blow-by-blow blow as the rounds are going on because this is really exciting and it's really cool, and uh, we're definitely going to try and follow it closely as we get closer and as it's happening. So uh, if you want to participate or you have the opportunity to participate, if you're looking for more information, Scott, you uh, we can get this into the uh, description for the video, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's I, I don't know exactly what website it's on, but I'll just we'll just I'll put the same information that he gave us
0: right into the description. so absolutely yeah, but uh, again, it's the the guys from flip flip bang bang, you can definitely follow them on Twitter. I'm sure they're going to be posting more information as the uh, the dates we get to the date i can't talk i'm already tired and we haven't even started (laughs) i think there's a gaming versus cancer
1: um twitter as well because i was recommended to follow them
0: i'm sure there is yeah i see in the email that we have there's uh, a facebook event for it but again we'll have all the the links that we were provided compiled on the video uh so definitely want to give them a shout out again it's a really cool event um so anything else you want to add there scott before we move on
1: no, nope,
0: not for that one. So, uh, also a recap for an upcoming local event for us, uh, and this is the Transformers TCG Grand Tournament that's going to be hosted by Top Deck and Scott, I'll hand it over to you as the, uh, the genesis for this.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, we, we played last month, uh, like, last week I think it was actually, um, and, uh, it was... We wanted to do something different for the end of the wave. Um, most honestly, like a lot of it was ourselves, like not not just like other players. Like I don't think there was a lot of complaints from other players that it was getting kind of stale. But we just kind of felt like we've been playing this format for so long and so intense that like we wanted to try something different. So I put a poll out there on the event, and even though a lot of the votes might not have been from local players, there was a lot a large outpouring uh, for the idea that we had to run it as a siege block event. Yeah. So um I was evil. actually
0: a little taken aback by the the response. I expected some at least token resistance to the idea. No.
1: Literally no <laughs>
0: it was pretty no dissenting votes.
1: So I, no. I was
0: debating being the dissenting vote just to have somebody on there, but <laughs> Yeah,
1: literally none. Um so I mean I'm I'm hoping that everyone that voted or that's a local shows up. Um it's a good it's a good opportunity to try something different. Um I think I mean we're, like, what it gives us also an opportunity to do is basically cover this format, like, from start to finish, basically, because um this is not, like, an official format or anything like that. it just the sets were designed together, so they seem to go together. The only thing I can say is, like, they don't necessarily... They definitely pull from former sets in terms of, like, like what answers they were trying to solve. So, like, there definitely is slants mm-hmm. one way or the other that we can tell from some of the cards that are available. But one of the cool things we plan to do... Um, assuming that uh, we we ever get a break in getting like eight thousand spoilers a day, <laughs> yes, um, is to like cover this from start to finish. Like put a bunch of decks up there on Fortress Maximus and then cover them for our website, so that we can basically give players that might not like have time and effort to put in like because it's a month away. But so we want to give players enough time to basically like try to figure out decks on their own. But we right. are going to put together some token decks and try to figure things out because it is a totally new format. So like. I mean, I don't want people to walk in completely blind and feel like they're just completely under the, you know, behind the eight ball and having to figure something out. Um, And I'm sure it
0: didn't cross too many people's minds until you suggested the idea.
1: Right. So, uh, you know, I I think that they're, I think the format is much different than regular. I mean, like, you and I have talked offline just as to how many staples are just not in that environment. And you'd be surprised considering how powerful, uh, especially the last set was, um so there are from a battle card perspective there's just a lot of cards that just aren't in the environment so um you know as an aside we are heavily looking at um both daring escape and overwhelming advantage because we we do believe that uh we 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 believe the format is slower Mm -hmm. than uh, much slower than than a normal format and like we don't want these big swingy cards to be like basically whoever sets up this giant not combo deck in the sense of like a combo deck, but just like a combo period. So we don't want it to be like the first person to amass this these series of plays just automatically wins because they have this right. giant thing. We want the game to play out as close to the idea of the game of giant robots attacking each other as we right. possibly can. So It's one avenue we're looking at. Um, but uh, we're doing it for the best of intentions, um, but you know we'll, we'll talk as we get closer. But like you know, we, you know that there are, you know, you know the, the format is quite different. It's it's probably going to be more blue heavy, for example, because that's where a lot of the best cards came from, just at just at first glance. But there's a lot going mm-hmm. on, um, and I just think it'll be a fun event uh, to close out the wave. Even though like you know, at this point we're not really closing out a meta. We're you know playing it, creating it, all this kind of stuff, all in right. one. But um, it would just be interesting, I think, for people to, you know, and, and a, a different take on the, on the format.
0: So. Absolutely. Plus, on top of it, all the things that you had mentioned on the previous show as far as, you know, all the things building up towards the, uh, I guess, the major, I'm not really, I guess, the grand tournament <laughs> once we have uh, actually have Wave 5 in hand. You know, the chances at potentially getting your entry into some of these larger events, having this new format, a lot of ways to explore different things.
1: Yeah, um, the the event for the Wave 5 kickoff that I'm calling it is going to be on May 2nd, uh, mm-hmm. which is for Saturday. That's going to be the first event where, I mean, there might be other ones other places, but for us, it's going to be the first major constructed event that includes um, Titan Masters Attack. So we'll definitely have, obviously, of right. coverage of that event. And then we'll be giving out all four passes that we have to Origins during that event, again, um, first and second place, as well as the raffles for if you show up to this event and the previous event we just had, um, as well as the event that day. Each one of them gives you one raffle ticket for a maximum of three to win a four-day pass into Origins completely for free. So, yep. And that's in addition to the great prizes that we're already, um, top decks already providing yep. on, on a regular basis. What
0: you had mentioned before is... Uh way on the high end comparatively and not top heavy high end necessarily we're just talking that the generosity at tep at tep deck top deck is uh, almost the point of dumbfounding because of how much they're willing to put up it's it's an event worth traveling for now i on many different fronts
1: yeah i don't I, we could probably do a whole show on 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 game stores, but um,
0: we can make a show out of <laughs> anything, Scott. Yeah. I I can um, I can drag it out. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I mean, I, I really believe. I, I think last event that we had last week, I, I think I think they honestly gave out like in credit to the store, like the amount of the entry fee. So like they're they're not even like, you know, they understand like that's not where money is made. That it's made on the the side stuff that goes on at the event so
0: concessions, so to speak (laughs) well
1: not just yeah and like you know just hey you're 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 a live audience in the store like they understand that eyeballs are like where the money's at which is completely true in all aspects whether it's online or in person so um they're very generous i mean there's other stores that don't just don't nearly give out that much um and i just think it's a it's it's great for players all around and like Again, like we, we were able to secure some of these passes outside of that and um, in partnership with them. And so, like, if you're there, it's also going to be a great pick-up product as well if you don't already own it.
0: So Yep. So uh, definitely check details for that. Scott is, of course, going to be updating things and keeping everybody in the know, and we'll bring it up on future shows. Um, yep. Any other details before we, we dive right into it, Scott? <laughs>
1: Nope, that's it
0: on the events. So all right. So we will move on to our spoilers, of which there are a gazillion. The list probably looks shorter than maybe it did in the last wave, but that's only because a lot of these are grouped together. Um but we're gonna start with the cards that are more individual. Uh this one actually came from Blues on Attack, and that is Cayman Toughness. So we have Windblade's stratagem. Keeping things consistent, it's one star. Correct me if I'm wrong, did was it pub was it officially said that Everything is, all the stratagems are one star, right? They're at least one
1: star. It is at least. Okay. Yeah, I Drew's couldn't quite
0: recall. Yeah. So we still have yet to see the, the higher up ones. Um, mm-hmm. But Windblade, this is for Wave 2 Super Rare Windblade, uh, Combiner Hunter. Your Windblade Combiner Hunter has plus one defense and plus one health. Uh-huh. Okay. That's a thing. <laughs> Uh, We said it offline. I really like the artwork on Windblade. I wish it was on a more competitively viable card. And believe me, I love this particular Windblade. I'm always looking for it because at least at the time, it felt like she had a good stat to star ratio. I I don't know if giving her two more stats is really what she needed. Actually, I know that's not what she needed. (laughs) It didn't hurt, but...
1: No, I said honestly, this could have given her like double to triple this amount and I still don't know if it would have been playable so
0: well I mean triple might be pushing it but <laughs> yes <laughs> um I I mean she probably needed attack health and defense but I don't know I don't have a whole lot positive to say about it I mean windblade wasn't exactly pushing the meta before so you know it wasn't like she was right on the fringe and just needed that extra push it's she needs a lot of help Yeah, and 13 stars put you
1: in a situation where it's very difficult to go 4-wide. Yeah. I think it's literally impossible to go 4-wide. So, um, at this point, without playing, like, three essentially textless characters at this point. So, Mm -hmm. like, this is just not worth the star, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think we can quickly move on from this one. I don't really have a whole lot more to add from that. So, uh, we'll move on to... This is from Francis Capra, and that is Energon Mace. It is a new... Uh <clears throat> excuse me, blue pip Decepticon weapon, Decepticon being, it's just stamped that way. Uh, it gives plus two attack while the upgraded character is attacking an Autobot. The upgraded character has plus one attack while the upgraded character is attacking an Autobot leader. The upgraded character has Pierce three. So we're looking at a, I don't want to say better energy on but I think that's the immediate comparison, right?
1: It has a potential to be a better energy on I think that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's at worst a primary laser like right 100 a primary laser so um you're getting a i mean the comparison some people have made is like comparing it to like noble's blaster or or scoundrel's blaster or something like that like first of all what people need to understand is like this is just stamped decepticon and we're gonna get the one in a minute that's gonna be yes. stamped autobot mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they're the only ones that can use it so that's a big deal absolutely um these are clearly, like, amazing sideboard cards before we even worry about anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, when you're attacking, you have more... You, I mean, you can have more control over where you're swinging, if that's possible. So, like, you know, if they are playing a mixed faction deck, like, there's still a good chance that you're going to get to control where you're actually attacking. Right. Um, so, like, this really has very little downside, um, other than the fact that it's, quote, like, not green.
0: Um, well, I mean, but- that that is... Notable, because but that is the the power versus trade off or uh, power versus trade off, power versus consistency trade off that wizards is kind of going for with that comparison. Oh, yeah. So I, when you had brought up say scoundrels blaster, like I I get it where people are going to you know mentally try and line the two up because okay you, you have to make that comparison, especially in the context of everybody has airstrike patrol on the brain. Yeah,
1: I think the issue is, um, so, if you think about Airstrike Patrol, like, they have a leader, obviously, but it's not a easy-to-get-to leader, because he has stealth, mm-hmm. so, like, and, and I don't, and that he's he's low enough that, like, I don't think that the three Pierce is gonna matter all that much.
0: Well, in this case, it wouldn't regardless, because it specifically is looking for Autobots, but I get where you're going with oh, it. Oh, you know what
1: I mean, oh, yeah, sorry, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, any I, of the, any of the, any of the patrols. sorry about that. Um.
0: um
1: But then on the flip side, like I mean, the the biggest like shockwave decks like this a lot probably to play on the other characters. But
0: oh, absolutely! I mean, you're gonna want to put double shockwave guns on shockwave. But making your little dorks relevant—that's the whole point of running energon Mm axe. So if you main deck energon axe and board this, and you go, oh, they're playing Galaxy Prime, they're playing Jetfire, they're playing—it seems like it's always Autobot leaders. So other general optimists, etc. All right, this comes yeah, the, in the, and gets there.
1: The meta is very helpful to make this card very powerful as it stands right now. Obviously, we don't know where it's going to go. The only leader I think we've seen so far is Cup, but he mm. still seems extremely playable. So, I don't know. This seems very powerful to me. Um, it seems very easy for it to be a better energy on Axe in the end game, which is usually where it matters. Um, so putting this on, like, your main character against their main character, like, you'll win a race, Axe versus this, mm-hmm. if, assuming that they're a, an Autobot leader. So I'm um, assuming it's, like, blue deck on blue deck or something like that. So I think this card's extremely powerful. Um, you, there aren't that many hoops you have to jump through to make it above the curve, and it starts at the curve. So it's right. clearly playable. Like, one or two main deck and easily, like, a playset of them totally through the sideboard so
0: of course yeah it's i expect that we will see this it's uh i mean it's very straightforward for the purposes that it's going to serve and it should be serving them well
1: yeah and i love the art and i love that it's a throwback to the first episode
0: yeah i was about to say that that it, bringing that up it it's funny like megatron megatron's mace or flail or whatever and optimus's axe seem to be cycling back in <laughs> as it, mm-hmm. i mean it's been many years of it now but like for a while nobody cared about it and then now or it seemed like it now they're everywhere sort of <laughs> yeah they. i don't even really showed up in the cartoon other than that first episode oh time, yeah so. exactly they, they, it was <laughs> like this really cool thing and then uh we don't feel like drawing that that was a pain in the yeah, <laughs> yeah um anything else for energon mace Nope. Yeah, like I said, this one's pretty straightforward. So the next one up is More Guns. This came from TCG Rollout. So this is a weaponizer stratagem. Once per game, when one of your weaponizers in upgrade mode is put into your KO area, return it to the battlefield, upgrading one of your characters and then flip this, this being the stratagem. Uh, I do like the idea of all these once per game effects where they do something cool. In this particular case, given the Quantity, and again, assuming we don't see any new weaponizers, I'm not sure yet. My initial thought was, Oh, look, I can do something funny with cog, like some bizarre combo we thing, either now or down the line. But what were your first thoughts on this one, Scott?
1: Yeah, that's the part that I don't like, but yes, will probably <laughs> see the most play because of that. Unfortunately, um, yeah, if it's some kind of funky combo like that, um. But I do believe that like if there were ways of making cog playable, the biggest issue that you had was that you were spending ten stars to get ultimately like an underpowered character that became a powerful weapon that would just go away right Um so giving this a second shot, I mean it's essentially a quartermaster for weaponizers yep. that you start start to play mm-hmm. um, and then because cog has a quote come into playability, like that'll trigger again so yeah um and i what? I let you draw cards and play them right so like correct it's a it's a it's a big refill um that you're getting because you're gonna, probably gonna get it like twice throughout the game now at exactly um and i don't think going from 10 to 11 stars is that big of a deal for a character like that um it just depends on whether or not like i've never played with him outside of anything you know in anything fair yeah so um <laughs> i don't know how powerful that ability is When it comes to six gun, for example, like he goes from nine to ten stars. I get. I don't think that's that big of a deal. Right. Um. And I do believe that the what has held him back is also this.
0: um, Because only really one of his weapons was relevant. I mean, yeah, you get that little one attack thing, but it has four though,
1: which is more relevant nowadays. Like now, yeah,
0: yeah, I do think that like.
1: The problem with him is that three-wide aggro just isn't good, and he can't really support a four-wide aggro very well. So, mm-hmm. like, but I think maybe he's he may be an underused card as it is now, um, because of that. Like, I mean, there might be potential to see him index now just because of the amount of damage output that he can put out there, like right away. Um, he might be a character to explore in general. Um, definitely, what I'm exploring for the block format, for example. But um, I do think that the like the weapons he turns into are both relevant. Um, and you know the only issue with the the mounted missiles clone is that you you know you're opening yourself up to <laughs> weapon removal from other slots, mm-hmm. um, which fluctuates as to how big of a deal that is depending on what you're playing against. Um, so u- ultimately, like for for this, and I'm not even going to talk about brunt because I don't I don't
0: like. Yeah, I was looking up real quick. Uh, shout out to the Fortress Maximus guys because uh, it's easy to, to search. It. Easier to search in there than try and pull up the app. Yeah, I I can't. I got nothing for Brunt. Like, yeah, I mean literally nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, because because he goes from like I think eleven to twelve stars or ten to eleven. Yes, also. eleven to
0: twelve. Yeah, that's just not. Uh, still not working, so. it's yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I mean <laughs> overall, like I really like this card for gun and I really like it for um for cog i just don't know like those characters just don't see a lot of play now i do think Mm -hmm. this helps um i just don't know what the viable partners and what the deck looks like you know even now like i I had built six gun decks in the past it's just that three you know three white aggro wasn't a thing but i think Mm -hmm. that's going to change with with this set anyway so i think this just gives you like i mean you essentially are starting with a free like a powerful card that you'd want to get out of your deck usually when you're playing these type of cards like if it existed like Mm -hmm. obviously if there was if quartermaster could have been used on weaponizers there's a chance that it probably would have seen they would have seen more play right um so getting one that starts in play quote always on in your hand um is going to be powerful because you're automatically basically countering one card from your opponent at some point during the game right if they're or they're just losing losing anyway so and the other, the other cool thing is the weapon can actually reattach wherever you want. Yes. So you can you can use it on like you can attack with a guy with the weapon on it, and then oh, it got it gets destroyed, you know, by some effect because there's nothing else to target. Or that like guy you dies. You can reattach <laughs> yeah, You can reattach to another guy. Yep. So it's it's um, it 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 has a lot of like it almost has like a like a mini swap parts use as well for those right. situations. So.
0: Yeah, it's something to keep an eye on. I mean that's why i started with given the weaponizers we currently have available it just i don't know i'm i'm more excited than the windblade one fair <laughs> uh it, it's just i hope that there are more i mean i'm sure we'll see more weaponizers down the line but uh, uh it it's hard to see where it fits at the moment but it does offer enough unique things that has to be in the back of your head as we continue through the remainder of wave five. If these characters are going to see you play, it's because of this card. So let's just put it right. that way. Yeah. yeah. I believe that to be the case. So uh, let's move on from more guns to uh trithelium shield, which I kept misreading every time because I don't, I mean, I don't remember this in Transformers lore at all. Like, is this a, a deep cut somewhere? Somebody out there will probably correct me.
1: You know better than me. If yeah, I know. That. It's, it's
0: I'm mostly I'm verbalizing it so people watching or listening can correct me because I don't recognize this is from uh, Delilah Dawson. Um, this is an orange Autobot armor. And again, similar to Energon Mace, it's Autobot, but not Autobot required. Uh, and it's kind of the mirror to it. It's while the upgraded character is defending against a Decepticon, it gets plus one defense. While the upgraded character is defending against a Decepticon leader, reduce that leader's Pierce total by three. It has a base defense of one, so you'd go up to two if you're getting hit by Team Purple. Um, it sounded as though offline, Scott, that you were seeing or hearing or following a lot of people that were very down on this card.
1: Yeah, which makes no sense. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I don't think you can. I don't think you can realistically like if you're going to a larger event. Until the meta is known, I don't think you can realistically just jam this in your deck like as a more than a one of. Mm-hmm. Um, but out of the sideboard, this is obviously extremely powerful, which are, you could potentially be playing. You know, sixty-six percent of your games, or you just are winning more, getting crushed more. So, like pretty much sixty-six percent of your games, you would you would be able to know how powerful this was going to be in that matchup. Like if you're playing obviously against the Sepulchon decks. Or mm. at least to have to gone heavy decks. I think what I think people are like. Well, you cannot, you can't control where the person's going to attack you. First of all, that's not
0: true. Well, on um, top of the fact that obviously there's going to be a character that you want to protect more than others.
1: Right, right. And if, if that if if it becomes like a deterrent for attacking that character, then you're also ahead. Also, right. Like I, I don't understand how that's a bad thing. Like,
0: well, I think the only negative for me, and I don't know if this is assuming too much on why people were were down on it is just so similar to how we were talking about Scoundrels Blaster versus Energon Mace, now it's sparring gear versus this new shield. Obviously a consistent plus two is generally better than tough two, you know, barring certain circumstances like hitting a white pip, whatever, hitting doubles. Uh but it's more the consistency power argument of I can be fairly confident I'm going to find sparring gear. There's not necessarily any guarantee that I'm going to find this. Now, the flip side, of course, and we mentioned this on previous shows, is that characters like, say, Galaxy Prime, they care because this thing's orange and it gives you another way to play it. But again, you could also then I'll green back the sparring gear play one of the other things I flipped to make that mm-hmm. argument. Um, I'm not a... wait, like, I don't What's the best way to put this? I'm not down on this card, I guess, is the simplest way to put it, but I can understand why people would want something else. Like, there are other scenarios where I think other cards will win out. It's not like you're jamming this 100% of the times for all the reasons that you had described earlier. The thing to understand is that a plus-two
1: defense is better than a plus-three weapon, because, like, I can trip and fall over 30 plus-three weapons um i can't find no downside plus 2 defenses there i don't think there is one other than
0: like straight up plus hit, 2
1: yeah if you hit the rock paper like this is similar to the rock paper scissors armors yeah. except for it's off color but it act, but it helps you against a wider swath of mm-hmm. um characters and like you know if a lot of people are playing range decks then the range armor doesn't really help you right because it only helps against melee so like you know it, you're not going to play a specialist a lot of times just to play covert armor where you could just jam this and then be protected by the same thing right i mean yes it's a quote like off-color pip but i mean plus two armor with no downside other than it may not mm. always be active because the other one is guard presence which is minus one attack plus two armor mm. um which i've never seen play but i i mean it is what it is but right i mean this seems like a, a much a, a bigger upgrade to that and i, I think I think in the 50-card list, you should definitely be playing this card, um, whether or not it makes yeah. your initial 40, because more than one is is up for debate.
0: And of course, it, it's also the same argument that you had for Energon Mace. It's it's an Autobot card, but it's not actually an Autobot-required card. It can certainly be in your the board of your Decepticon Tanks build for the Mirror or something. I don't know. I'm just making right. stuff up, but like yeah. that mm-hmm. sort of scenario. And even there, like... <laughs> not to go too far down the rabbit hole but like if it becomes decepticon tank mirrors you can hunker down this thing as another way to get mm-hmm. it because it's if you're worried about the green although one thing i will add that's not specifically related to this when you're talking about plus three weapons are are they, like there's a plethora of them one other argument for energy on base is there aren't too many plus three blue weapons
1: no no i agree yeah I totally agree
0: there. um I, just because somebody will say that Like, as a follow-up afterwards. (laughs) So, uh, but as far as this goes, yeah, I do like this card. Um, It's definitely going to come down to do I feel whatever particular deck will see and play this consistently enough compared to Sparring Gear. Because, or is tough as a result of gyros or gyro effects, not as good. Things like, I mean, Jetfire probably likes this thing too, because you can more likely go find it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, that's I mean, I mean, the anti Pierce thing, it just depends on how many Decepticon leaders with Pierce we wind up seeing. So, I I, I, that part is very meta dependent, obviously. Yeah,
0: uh, chat saying it it really destroys wave one Megatron, yes, (laughs) which it does. does. That is true. (laughs) Um, completely shuts down the common Megatron. (laughs) Oh man, that guy's had a bad day. Uh, (laughs) anything else for uh, Trithelium Shield? Assuming I'm no. saying that right? Nope. It sounds like an element. Yeah. Sounds like <laughs> from Star Trek. Yeah. Um, so the last, well, I grouped these as battle cards, but the stratagems are technically battle cards, I guess. Or are they? No, they're not. They're not. Yeah, they they count. Okay. I had to think about that for a second as soon as it came out of my mouth. Uh, so this was actually, I guess, the oldest one in the series of reveals, and this was officially from Watsi. I think it was on Drew's personal page, somebody said. Or he he snuck this one out there, and that's who's next. Yeah. Um. It is cups stratagem for the uh our. I don't want to say it's the first meme card. I mean, I guess cup was, and then now wizards is in on the joke. Um. So as always, or at least up to this point, one star. It goes with wave one cup. When your sergeant cup veteran sergeant is upgraded with a weapon, an armor, and a utility and he does enough attack damage to KO a Defender, untap him.
1: I mean, this is a clear combo with the crystal that we talked about last show.
0: Yes. Um. So that, it's actually interesting you say that because we were, I think we did specifically say we were looking for cards that cared about Mm -hmm. having things. So it, it shrinks the number, just the quantity of cards required to go off.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. Like when I say this, I don't mean this is a power level thing. I just mean in terms of like you need to what how you need to slant your play pattern around this. Like it's similar to overwhelming advantage, where fully suited up Mm -hmm. in order to make this work. But I think the payoff is it's obviously not fifteen damage because that that card is used on larger characters, whereas this is like literally machine guns down like we need like completely yeah like it should it should not be very difficult if he's your last attacker for him to take out somebody and then even if you're playing a wider deck than them and and it's the last turn before the before the turn zero like he's still going to get two attacks out of the deal right and if it happens on that same turn that means a lot of the combat pumps are going to carry forward to his second attack as it is yep so I covered it today in Card of the Day and like I don't think it's unrealistic out of either color slanted deck to get him up to like like flip the bot mode where you're like, you know,
0: we way have, worse. He in bot mode, so I'm actually looking at him, he's a five eight, yeah. one, seven so he'll be eight stars with base five attack.
1: Right. So if you assume like he has like a plus three weapon arm and like some type of at least like plus three combat action on him plus two, plus three, like, you're talking about, like, even out of a blue deck, swinging for, like, ten to eleven. Yep. Um, out of an orange deck, you're probably swinging for even more. Um, And if it happens, like, in the middle of a cycle, where you just pick somebody off, then, like, you're literally just getting uh, ready for action. Notice this is not flip itself. Yep. So, however often he does this, is how often it happens. If you could hypothetically
0: row, end the game, Yes. like, right then. It's unlikely, yeah. but it's possible. <laughs>
1: I don't think it's... I don't think you... I think you can build your deck to where, like, you know, there's spread damage and, and things like that, where this... I don't understand why people, like, were down on this card, because I, I understand it's not the easiest thing to set up, and I understand that, like, Disarm is in the meta, and there's a lot of approval, cool, but, like... Well, like you I said, mean, the
0: crystal actively... Uh, yes, it, okay, you are more susceptible to Enforcement Baton's Bashing Shield, like we talked about when we reviewed the crystal, but in this scenario... Play the crystal last, your opponent, what are they going to do? Disarm your utility? Right. Like, it, that doesn't feel like a very economical play, even if they see this coming. It's like, it it's, feels like it's entirely possible to set up these Christmas land scenarios, and it's not necessarily that Christmas landy, depending on what the meta shapes up to be. And when you factor in, like,
1: Battlemasters and things like that, like, now mm-hmm. you're talking about, like, you know, setting up insane peace for tyranny turns. Like I still don't think these things are, are all that Christmas Landy because they happen all the time. So like Well, Peace Through know. Tyranny
0: with this guy, like and it, like if you get this set up could also end the game on the spot. Now, to be My fair, God. there's a lot of scenarios where you can go, Well, if I Peace Through Tyranny, I guess I just win. I mean, there's a lot of decks that can say that, but mm-hmm. um it it gives you some options. Oh, uh, chat saying, doesn't the crystal fall off of the first attack yet, yeah, but it would at least let you untap him. So the scenario where, like what Scott was saying, if you do it in the middle of a cycle to set that up, it lets you get a free ready for action sort of thing. Yeah, and his, his, his weak hit points and
1: weak defense in bot mode mm-hmm. don't even matter if you, if you take out somebody in the middle of a cycle because you untap. Yeah. I mean, if you can set this up, it's, it's, <laughs> it's. Like a time walk, like, like is it not like in the middle of a cycle? Like you basically, you you force him to continue to attack the character that like you already had tapped because he immediately untaps, and then sometime down the rant row, you're gonna get another turn deal you know, because you have an untapped character likely now more than they do. Um,
0: so I don't know. I I don't know. It's this is the the deck for more guns, Scott. It's it, it's Brunt and more guns, <laughs> Cup go. and this, and then some random other guy, and then you get Brunt killed. It gives Cup two things. You throw the third one on there, and then go to work. Yep, meta solved.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think depending on the sideboard rules, like if you're huh. allowed to sideboard a stratagem and a character, like I can see where you'd sideboard this both of these in against an aggro deck like i don't like like some of the some of the patrol decks have guys with six health yeah i'm pretty sure he could take out a guy with six health out of an orange deck
0: it's so the effect is powerful enough like we've seen this before with cars that untapping characters is incredibly powerful it's just as excited as you're getting me about potentially doing this it is still you need three plays. They need to not have sabotaged armaments. They need to not have something to set you back a turn. Because if this guy, if Wave One Cup gets out there and is exposed, he's just dead. Like you're not getting yeah, a second probably, chance with this. He'll be
1: your he'll be your last attacker regardless. So I mean, I don't think that's that big of a deal. Well, yes,
0: you're you're clearly setting it up. It's just it it is definitely a departure from okay. You have a a big um you know, like here's your major character that's important mm-hmm. and they're the one that's getting in on the on the wheel or right before the wheel. Now it's this random, well, he'll be eight stars with this. It, it just feels a little different to that extent. But given that it's only eight stars with this stratagem, it does give you a little more flexibility. So him and Fire Drive is 15. So you could go a 10, you could go four wide with two more to buy yourself two fives to buy yourself more time. You could mix and match some of the stratagems with uh whether it's the weaponizers like we were i was joking about but you know more serious it's like six gun or something or you could pull in a titan master that's cheap and you're three wide that's really four wide there's a lot of different variables here to play with and i mean like i said not to be a broken record but untapping characters is really powerful yeah mm-hmm. um i guess maybe if we see more crystal effects so if there's a armor utility or utility right, weapon or you know something right. like that obviously it agreed. changes it we'll have to see uh yep agreed it it's i don't know i this, on one hand i like i said you're selling me on it on the other hand it's it's still three plays like there's a lot of things to that have to go right or i guess avoid the things going wrong depending on how you want to look at it
1: we had the same conversation about Overwhelming
0: Advantage, and it's in there, so... Yep. That is correct. <laughs> so, we'll, uh, anything else you want to add for who's next? No, I think it's cool. Yeah, it's definitely at least a splashy effect, and I can appreciate uh, Wizards getting in on the joke. Yeah. So, we're going to close out this half with Wolfwire, and is it Monzo? Monkso? I don't know how to say the headmaster's (laughs) name. I honestly don't know. But we're going to start with Wolfwire. Uh, So he is the latest Decepticon body that we have. He is base 9 stars, 512-2 in alt mode. He's continuing to add to the beast tribe, and he's melee. When you flip to alt mode, you may scrap a green card from your hand if you do draw two cards. So it turns a green card into a pep talk. However, in body mode, he's a 6 0 and when this battles, instead of swapping a card from your hand with one of your flipped green cards after the battle, you may put one of those green cards into your hand. Now, I'm, I believe the way this is written is it's precluding, like, you can't get a green off of this and green a second card back because it's instead of.
1: Yeah, that's the way I take it also, but... I don't know if that's true or not. Because I I can see it either way.
0: Right. Um, Which does... Let's
1: assume assume he can't.
0: Right. So, uh, he's definitely... Yeah, somebody's saying in chat that the direct comparison is Swoop from Wave (laughs) 2. Like, that's what he does pretty much in this. Uh, Although, he does get it. Swoop, if I recall correctly, is only when attacking. He gets it on defense as well. So, you hypothetically are getting two plus cards, depending on... Whether they decide to punch him first or how things play out, but he's probably it's entirely possible he doesn't draw you two cards depending on how much damage they can put on him initially, which I guess admittedly would be difficult, like if they hit punched him first like they went first. Yeah, like they went first, punched him hard enough and then burned him out somehow. But he's 14 health, so it, you're probably getting two, one from the attack and one on defense if you flip the requisite greens.
1: Yeah, which should not be hard.
0: Right. Um we're definitely at that stage where the combination of heads and bodies is starting to become difficult to track, so is there a particular one that like we're going to get to Whatever his head is called in a moment, but uh, is there one that you had in mind for this guy right away, Scott?
1: Probably the plus health one that came with the crocodile guy.
0: To put him at seventeen um, health.
1: Yeah, because that's the only way. Like, I would assume this is out of an aggro deck.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: because I because I just don't see how having zero defense is going to help with a defensive deck, even though you're basically getting
0: a bunch of free card draws. Yeah,
1: I, I don't. Well, like it's not that like that aggro decks
0: don't like cards either. <laughs> they can certainly make I, use of them.
1: I don't really, I don't like this guy very much, mm. um, to be honest with you, because I don't. Greens are powerful because because of the consistency. Getting more of them, I mean, other than the situation with like focus fire and war of attrition mm-hmm. type effects, which I, I guess you could make an argument that like you would just play those and then he'll just go get them easier. I, I just don't know that like anything else matters.
0: Well, I think um, the. Uh... The bold head, you can make an argument just for, well, if he's already an aggro deck, giving him bold. And then mm-hmm. on top of it, it's you don't necessarily have to dilute. I, I, so if you're, if you're not an Airstrike Patrol aggro deck, like you said, the power level of the greens cards are naturally lower. This lets you dig a little bit deeper so that you are closer to being guaranteed to hitting them without having to include as many.
1: That's fair. I mean, I don't know if that's like, worth it,
0: but, you know.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Like, I want them when, instead of bad cards in my hand, not, like, they're never, like, they're never, like, let me flip the top card and hope it's this green card. Because they're always going to be underpowered compared to other options. Mm. So, like, they're. I don't think they're ever the, like, optimal play that you can make in a turn. Given a pl- given a choice of playing anything else, um. So that being said, like I don't think having access to more of them is necessarily going to more powerful turns. though you'll yeah. have more like efficient turns, and I don't think that's going to like matter all that often because you still are limited to the number of cards you can actually play in a turn. Like I just think comparing this to Springer, Springer wins out. Other than the fa- other than again. I do think it being a headmaster in an aggro deck that draws you cards means that when the head pops off, you, have more you should have cards cards to play on it. Absolutely, yeah. And
0: that's, I mean, of, of course, we're going to get more new green cards going forward. Uh, yeah, I'm not super excited about this. Chat chat's saying maybe with Convex for the safeguard. I don't like it here. The reason being is, so if you're in an orange you're deck...
1: you're a 13, right? they're 12 they're 13 yeah
0: but even before that if you so he gets hit he's still dying in two hits like it's the same two hits that he would have died in without that head and if you're in a blue deck okay i don't know if it's necessarily saving you that many any because the safeguard is getting turned off like they're probably going to do one and turn off the safeguard
1: even on an initial
0: attack like i don't I, maybe I'm wrong there, but I don't really like that combo
1: losing two defense to go to bot mode to basically like not have an, not have a not a like not have a passive
0: that helps the rest of the team mm-hmm. that basically like if you're not attacking we've set the standard attack. with things like like general Optimus and you know I mean even Springer sits there and gets to like do the do his
1: flip back to alt mode mm-hmm. in both modes yeah so like 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 and springer builds you towards something like this guy isn't building towards anything he's just building towards getting you more cards in your hand that are less yeah
0: difficult. I could certainly so, see this being a a quote-unquote limited Titan master like you'd be fine with him in in sealed or something
1: yeah I, I just it's hard—I I don't want to discount any Titan Master from the fact that you get two characters in one. Yeah. But this one, I just don't—I just don't think the greens are impactful enough to make a difference to, like, that we have that we have right now. And I, mm-hmm. I don't see them ever really printing any of that game reading because it wouldn't make much sense. Like, um, I guess mm-hmm. if some overwhelming advantage of that, you could play this. I don't know. Like, yeah,
0: I had that in my mind as you were saying something earlier. And, I mean, I guess— I, I it's good
1: know. for the collection card. It's really good for focus fire. It's good for war of attrition, but I don't see war of attrition being the way to go with this card because I, I, I just don't know it, because it has zero defense. So
0: yeah, it's a lot of stars to invest in a character that's still going to be relatively flimsy in a blue deck. Yeah. So uh, I think that what was that? Is he common? No, he's uncommon. Okay. I have to say the the alt mode artwork is pretty sweet, but uh, yes, I'll give you that. <laughs> we take what we can huh. get so uh mm-hmm. we're gonna close up this half with uh monzo Monkso. i, I don't know how to say this guy's name <laughs> yes. it's the plus one attack guy uh he is a plus one attack in head mode he has he's for two stars three two zero melee titan master uh notably i guess the one of the maybe not more important points is just it gives us an idea of the scope of what I, or I, somebody said it, maybe you offline, Scott, like, okay, now we know one attack is worth two stars to wizards. What's one star worth?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I said
0: that. I mean, it was nothing to be honest. Well, that's what I was saying offline is that it's entirely possible that just the benefit of having an extra body that right. Like that's worth one star. Maybe that's the case.
1: Um, I mean, two 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 zero seems to be the stat line for them, mm-hmm. and then you get adjusted based on your ability. So yes, um, just getting a free two two zero guy might be worth a star. Or like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's there's the argument of like bold one is not always going to be equal to plus one. So like, you could have a bold one. Like, mm-hmm. tough one seems like too powerful comparatively. So I don't know. But, yeah, I probably agree with that. Know, <laughs> pierce one plan one. Like who knows?
0: Yeah, it's um I don't know. As far as this guy actually goes, uh it feels like this is one and a half stars. I mean, you I could see getting behind plus one attack being one star. Um and then the body being the half or or vice versa. Um at two stars if it feels bad to pay that much, quote unquote pay. I don't know if it's actually bad. Like, I, I mean, obviously we have to talk about when we get the, the whole range of the Titan Masters, but I- is this guy setting your world on fire, Scott? No, not at all. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, when since he was previewed, revealed with uh, Wolfwire, naturally... My brain, I've said this before, was going to, oh, well, Wolffire is now a seven attack guy or whatever. And I think that's where this guy will matter is crossing certain thresholds where it's this character would have three shot other major player in the meta on average, you know, assuming everything works out normal. Now it's two shot. Because of, you know, he just hits that breakpoint or, you know, it goes from four to three, something like that. It also, for me, at least when I'm looking at certain characters, there's certain, again, thresholds that I, if I want a centerpiece blue character, I tend to want them to have at least seven attack, preferably eight or, you know, whatever. Same sort of thing with certain breakpoints and stars for aggro decks and things like that where it's, I I need certain statistics to fulfill certain roles, or they need to really make up ground otherwise. It's possible this guy now pushes insert body to that height. I can't think of a body off the top of my head right now that's that way, but maybe.
1: Yeah, I, I can't see where... I, I don't I don't know where I'm gonna play this compared to other options. Mm-hmm. I mean they're like, you know, it's gonna be it's right now this is the only two star head we see, so like it's hard. Yes. There's no comparison. But like so it's gonna depend on like like what other partners you wanna put with the card, but I'm finding myself sliding myself towards the more expensive heads just to make sure that the body mm-hmm. character initially just has more
0: Playability, Of so. course. I mean, it's also going to be contingent on the, the cheaper bodies, not just the other two cost heads, because maybe, you know, again, the plus one pushes this guy to an, this other cheap body to an acceptable level. Whereas if you and then you can also fill out the rest of your team with other reasonable characters. So mm-hmm. m- maybe that's how the multi- multiple Titan master team is intended to function so that swap heads actually does something. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, This is all speaking, of course, in hypotheticals, because uh, like you said, fact of the matter is this is the only two star head we have seen. Right. So uh, that's all I got on him. You got (laughs) anything else you want to add on him?
1: That's more than I even had on him.
0: Yeah. Uh, So we're going to close up shop for this half here, folks. Uh, So if you're, Watching live, please hang out. But for everybody else, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And please tune in next time for more Tech Talk.